Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And again, I'm the second host, Christopher <laughs> Detzel. <laughs> you know, I've, I, I've, you know, uh, when I, when I do this, sometimes in post production, I, I hear the first part. I think I giggle every episode. <laughs> you do after you. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. It's funny. So one of the very interesting Mike, things that, that's part of it, though, right? Like it's it's just hey, Michael has this. Yeah, it's it's, it's my thing. Here goes my giggling again. <laughs> yeah, yes, <this> giggle. <laughs> I use that term giggle. I don't know why it's so funny. Uh, so just as we started, we were talking about. Uh, Y'all know that uh, Chris is an avid runner, hmm. and he was giving me tips on how to run. Which, uh, yeah, well, that'll never happen. But um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe walk. Maybe go out in the woods and do some hiking. No, or no, bike that, riding. Oh, maybe buy a, buy a bike. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. Actually, I've been doing a lot of spinning, to be very frank. Good. Yeah. And you're like, well, you can just take the spin bike and put it outside. Yeah, no, I get it. But it gets hot outside. I get it. It really does. It really does. But I've been – I have been – Working that spin bike, and I have to admit, it is very good. I feel stronger. It's amazing how your large muscles quickly catch up. I mean, they're it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. I mean, just a little bit of exercise, man. It just uh, you start feeling better too. Hopefully, oh yeah, I completely agree. It's you know because COVID. I mean, I literally got the COVID nineteen. Like yeah, the you did nineteen pounds. No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The nineteen <laughs> pounds. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I've gained you know, a little bit you, of get, you gain the COVID nineteen. Um, everyone in my family. I mean, uh, it's it's just not me. It's generally everybody's whinging about. Ooh, I have got to get back on the. So we we did it from the beginning of the year, and it's finally just paying off. But boy, it's it's a it takes a while to get off the. Oh yeah, your body I mean, just wants to stay at rest all day. Yeah, and you know, once you get in a groove, it, it starts getting easier. But once you stop again, because you have to start again, that's always right. the harder part, right? Yeah. So, you know, it was talking about, think about today. So here's a challenge that was presented to me, right? Yeah. Um, it's not a challenge yet, but I, I heard it and I was like, Ooh, how can I, how can I wedge myself in here? And part of it is, um, one of the things I'm trying to do is to figure out how to transition our support, which has been very, it is very like old school support, which is you phone in or you email. Wait, what was the first part? You phone. Yeah, I know exactly. Something phone, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, a telephone. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah a telephone. Not even a mobile phone. <laughs> All right. Total side note. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever had a landline in any of the homes I've owned. I have, on a few homes I've owned. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I bought my first home in like '03, but I, I don't think. I've, anyway, that's a total side. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the whole telephone thing is a. Passing, but the 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 thing I'm trying to figure out. So we have an old um, phone system in which when Wait, you call you a, you know, phone <laughs> <system>. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's the uh, the the talkie apparatus that rings. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so you have a centralized call support uh, organization, and of course they get traditional calls that are coming in. Um, is wondering how. 
uh, so we're looking at upgrading it, changing it, doing the whole thing. And of course, I want to get in there and say, how can we integrate some low touch, no touch elements to this? Um, and I don't know if so. You know, I'm just brainstorming like what what possibilities. So I I I actually have a you know it's funny to see the email that came from uh, our IT department just to, and I don't say it's funny. They're they're great 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 people. It's just I think it's just you know from they're just coming from their own frame of thought. But like my brain wants to go to things like how do I integrate that with like a a chat functionality? How do I integrate That's exactly that where my with, mind was going? How do I integrate that with um, you know, a community, online community perspective. How do you, and, 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 and my first, also my first thought is you should also talk to a, a customer when they, where they want to speak with you. So they called on the phone, clearly they want to talk to you on the phone. There's value in hearing a real person. Well, if that's the only place they have to go, then they have no choice. But let's be honest, they call you on the phone because at the moment for you, that's all they have, right? That is also true. That is a very yeah, they're very, very good points. So we had talked about this idea of call abatement strategy back when we used to work together. And and I've talked about that here too. Like how do you the way I try talk about it is that someone getting on the phone with us is a cost. Mm-hmm. That's someone's time physically managing through that, right? And maybe I should just think about this a different way and look at it from how can we do things? And this sounds terrible. I don't mean this is in a bad way, but how can I move people in such a way that calling is the last resort? If that makes sense, right? But even if that being said, you know, what are some tactics that you could drive just from a phone system, automated phone system, from a from a let's just talk, call it a, a, a request for proposal RFP, where that's a valuable thing, right? So. Um, some sort of level of integration um, with some system, right? That, that's in my head. Like, how do I, I think, how do I integrate that system? I think one is sometimes you just have to. So you, I, I always like how you think way ahead, right? For you, but there's small problems that you can solve today. So how do you get here, way over, you know, a year away? I mean, you're a year away from that, right? Mm. But how do you make these kind of incremental? One is, yeah, I mean, there's some tactical kinds of things, but also strategic further looking. You know, unfortunately, it's that far off in my mind. Maybe it's not. But um, but one is, you know what a lot of these banks do and others, they just hide the phone number and they just make, they click have support and you have support articles and all those kinds of things. And the phone number is almost freaking impossible to find unless you do a Google search. It's nowhere on their page. What's... What's this bank's number? <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm not saying you frustrate them, but you create. I, I'm not saying that's a good tactic or strategy because some people do want that phone number. But you know, I think one, you start kind of looking at, you know, the basics. Do you have these easy answers to these questions that are being asked over and over somewhere? If not, post it on a page somewhere. You know, like frequently asked questions. That's pretty easy. You know, uh, and you start doing, and, and then you put it on that home, not on the home page, but you put it somewhere on under support or something. Click on support, and there's a whole page under support. It's one that's that's a quick question to, or that's a quick thing to solve, right? And then, you know, you can start thinking about chat and, and introducing chat functional. I guarantee you, chat will be used way more than 
you think. And then that chat function becomes part of, you know, the call center's um, way of helping customers, you know, and, and we've done this. We've done it at, uh, you know, in Germany, uh, everybody does it, you know, like if you look at realtio.com or imperma.com or, you know, uh, any of those e-commerce sites, they have chat. So bringing that, introducing that, and not necessarily having the phone number, the first place that people can go to get help. It's support, need help. It's this one page. And then you start thinking about how do you integrate that? So how can you do these easy things right now? And then start going to do that. Yeah, That's what I, I would do. No, yeah, you're, you're having my brain kind of go in a, you can see me kind of like, oh, okay. That's interesting. So right away, I want to start going to whiteboard because really this is about support experience. Yeah. Right? So, and then it, you start thinking about, well, what kind of problems are they calling about? And then how can I mitigate those things? Right. So, and then, uh, so that's one. And two, I'm thinking about myself. So if I, if I phone, if I have to physically phone somebody, I'm kind of already pissed. I think I've already said like, you've already, yeah, of course I'm upset that I couldn't solve my own problem. Um, but I'm thinking about So clearly there's an interaction with that individual. It's going to be great. But I'm even thinking about, so on the inner, let me just kind of see if I can formulate my words correctly. But so I physically call, hopefully it's a great experience. And maybe, I don't know if there's systems that follow up, for example, you know, a CRM system that says, thank you very much for your call. Usually it goes to a rating and I've really never answered those things. But if you, if you, uh, you said, hey, your conversation was about, you know, better loan rates or something like that. Here are some helpful links to the community. Mm. You know, I'm just thinking like, here's some helpful yeah. links that may be valuable some for automated you. Automated stuff. Like a little automated thing. Maybe, uh, maybe in my head, I'm thinking more like you type, you type some notes of the call and then that searches and then it kind of pulls some automated, um, like three links from a community and it sends those to the customer at the end as a follow-up. So in other words, you're not physically doing the search, but it's just searching based on what you sent. Uh, I mean, it seems like, like there would be some call center technology that does all that. Yeah, know? and there's call center technology that kind of integrates chat too. But you know, yeah. it's like remember remember buying a VCR and a uh, TV combo. You remember those for a while? There was like a VCR TV combo for a loved while. it. Like <laughs> then. Yeah, back then. But then the VCR would die, and all you had was a damn TV. Yeah. And then you had to buy VCR for the VCR TV. Yeah, exactly. You had a separate VCR. Yeah. And let will be very frank. The VCR inside that VCR TV combo was not the best VCR. No. No. They 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 they, they uh, shortened. They made the, you know, of course not. It's not. It's just a very expensive part of the company. Not the double VCR. Anyways. <laughs> well, that too. When we used to dub. Oh, my God. I'm dating myself. Anyway, that being said. Some of these phone companies have a built-in chat functionality, yep. but it's not the best chat functionality at all. And not, not and some of the big chat guys don't necessarily want you to integrate with anything that's off their platform. That's a bit of a conundrum. I remember when we were looking at uh, chat, you know, Live Person was one of them, and there's some other ones. They were great from a chat perspective, but they did poor with regards to phone integration. Because um, it makes doesn't make sense. Like, why would you integrate with a phone? That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think you know you you have a lot of technology decisions to make. Uh, you know, uh, over time. So I think you know for you it's it's a little bit more challenging. But 
you know, and also if you're looking at building community, then there's a potential community technology thing that you have to worry about too, right? So, you know, that's, I think that's the key is, is finding those technologies that can integrate into each other really well, or, you know, uh, find a call center technology uh, that can help center call, whatever it's called, thing that <clears throat> has either robust APIs or that has, you know, a good enough chat, you know? I mean, well, I mean, what, what kinds of things do you want to do that that chat won't be able to do? You know, I mean, I don't really, I mean. No, yeah, no, no. I, I, this is me just kind of thinking broad, right? I, I mean, I, um, with the, what I've noticed also on chat technology, I don't know if you've seen the same thing and, and why this seems, why I feel this is very part of our charter because community is, is even though that's a big part of what we think about, it really is about support experience. And I've been very big about if you can provide a customer with a great support experience, they will come back again. Yeah. And think about the times that you have been upset at whatever. You just think about your last time you had to run in with a company. And you do you search and you look and you're like, oh, bless it. I've got to go physically call them, right? And you're upset. But you know what? They solve your problem. You had a good experience. You feel like you were taken care of. And you're like, oh, these guys actually made it good. Right, they yeah. they helped me out, right, and then you're kind of like, oh, I'm gonna go back again, and it reinforces your loyalty to that brand. I'm a very big advocate of uh, creating a really good support experience, and I see community as part of that pillar. In fact, I see it as one of the major pillars uh, for providing that uh, good support experience. Uh, but you have to look at the experience overall and note that that community is not the only way they're going to come in and look for help. Yeah, right? That's right. It's going to be outreaching through. We had a lot of stuff, right? Uh, in, in in both in post and pre-purchase, right? On the post on the pre-purchase side, we've talked about this before, right? How does how does outreaching to customers uh, in the pre-purchase when you read reviews or you look at forum posts about talking about this product and the goodness that comes from there is going to drive a sale? And then on the back side of the sale, if you're having a problem and you have that great experience, they're just going to like I have reinforced what I already researched, right? And so that's why I'm kind of really thinking about it. Um, well, I think community experience is, you know, somewhat different, right? Like uh, for e-commerce, you know, you have to have some of that help, self-help built in, right? Like how do I add, to, I mean, adding to your cart shouldn't be a problem, but I mean, these little things that will nudge, that will get the information to them quickly and, and those kinds of things. Uh, those questions are a little bit different than, you know, especially if they're trying to buy something, you know, or get something, you know, a loan or whatever, can something pop up, you know? So that experience and help, self-help experience is probably different than a post-sell to where, hey, I've, I've, I need to know something about my checking account or my savings. Can I do this? Or what does the app do this? You know what I mean? Like just different. Those are, it's a different experience though. Well, have you gotten into it? I mean, I know you're thinking about, I, th I know you're really maniacally focused on getting your community out the door. But yeah. as that kind of rolls out, have you thought about how this integrates into the current support system at Realtio? Um, been talking a lot about that. So hmm. um, in the beginning, it's just getting quick wins. So for example, you know, for us, the different support channels are um, creating a case, right? So you have these, these are all post sales opportunities, creating a case, um, uh, also, you know, within the support channels, they also have KB articles, knowledge-based articles that 
you know, the, the support people will write up. Uh, so, you know, embedding community links at first directly into the, um, uh, into that technology. And that technology is called um, uh, Zendesk. So, and oh, then- yeah, I love Zendesk, yeah. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's got its own community. It's not really great community, but it still has one, interesting enough. Um, and then also within the product, so, you know, how do we, you know, that's where we're going to get most of our traffic, to be honest with you. And so how do we, you know, we're a SaaS uh, product. So anytime somebody opens up the, uh, or, or logs in, community should be on the forefront somewhere, right? Hey, you need help, you know, you know, or at least a link to community. So these are the, some of the short wins I'll get. And then also community on the homepage of realtio.com and, and those things for help. Uh, and on the support page, you know, of realtio.com. Hmm. And then there'll be some stuff around um, our academy that, hey, you want to engage in our community? Do that. So those those are kind of the, what I call wins. We also have now a free product and, and that's, so, so people can come in, log in, and start using it for free up to a certain amount. That makes sense. So those aren't paying customers, but they're potential customers. And also adding community links and maybe even embed. And and you know my my ultimate goal is can we push an RSS feed out to you know some pieces of that product? You know depending on if it's matching rules or data quality or I don't know whatever where they wherever they are on the journey to kind of push push those things up. I'm not there yet and I haven't even, I mean, I, I have some ideas and thoughts, but, you know, first things first, can we do the simple shit, you know? And, and so seriously, like, can we add a, a link to the goddamn, you know, support portal or to the main homepage or, you know, like, can we yeah, do those I'm actually first? Looking at, I'm actually looking at the site and um, uh, don't mind me peeking onto your, uh, your real site. Real site. And uh, you're right in the, in the header, you don't have the support messaging. Uh, yeah, it's it's under, you know, um, it's in the footer. Well, it's in the footer, but it's also embedded into resources. So you can oh, click on resources. Didn't even think about resources. Oh, oh yeah, in the documentation areas. Oh no, that one's under customer. So and you'll see support, and then resources has you know resources, documentation, Realty Academy. So it's not look, it's it's not well organized, you know, at the moment. Now, I think they're making some changes, luckily, um, to that site. So community, over time, I saw kind of a, some mock-ups because I've been pushing the marketing team to add community. And he showed me these mock-ups. It's a little bit better. you know. Um, now, that's, that's their, you know, as Marion would say, or uh, I don't know if it was Devashish said it first, and then Marion said it one time because- One of our, our colleagues we used to work with in Germany. Yeah. Marion, yeah. That's their pile of shit that they have to deal with, right? <laughs> I have Germans. That's exactly correct. <laughs> that's their pile of shit. You know, I don't. I can't deal with that. You know, they have to. You know, that's what they get paid for, right? You know, yeah. so you know, I'm not going to judge. You know, they have other things to do. Yes, I think our uh, realtio.com site has some work that they can go do, but you know, we all do. So. Uh, and, and my goal is to put community at the forefront of it. Anyways. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, as you should. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, as I kind of look at it, I mean, you have a great opportunity from a, almost like a white paper, like business cases so, uh, perspective of how you can, you know, you're taking a current 
uh, let's face it, uh, just by looking at it, a non, it, it looks like it's just a, uh, you know, they're pushing the sale. Yeah. And in a sense, what you could do is almost increase loyalty and return purchase by by selling support. And when I mean selling, I know it's making that a larger pillar of part of your product, right? Making it, and maybe that's what, maybe the sell isn't getting community to help a customer, but it's about adding a new competitive advantage on the reason why sh- someone should choose Realtio as a product. Yeah, because of our community. Yeah, exactly correct. But I mean, just the support path overall, you're kind of covering everything and you bring that up to this forefront. You are driving a very robust support experience, pulling that up under, you know, you have your documentation, you have your K-Base and the other stuff. And that is something you can go to market with um, and telling customers, not only do we have a great product, but by God, let's check out our support. This is what you get. Anyway, I, I just found that just looking at the site, I was like, oh, what a great uh, uh, use case, a great, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's kind of going back to, you know, the 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 vision is something I always say on, on these podcasts, but also in, in uh, anybody that wants to listen, is this digital self-help customer experience. How do we make that entire support mesh together in a sense to where the customer doesn't have to go to 20 sites or whatever, wherever they are, they find the information. So, you know, it'd be really good to have kind of this support area if they log into uh, and then where, whatever they type in, either communities comes up or documentation comes up or whatever support uh, KB articles comes up, clicks on it, takes them to the right technology, logs them in directly and they're already in and they got the information that they need quickly. So, Creating that that experience at the end of the day is is a big uh, goal of mine at Relteo. It was a big goal over at Imperva. Mm. Uh, I learned all of that stuff in a sense from you, um, believe it or not. So mm. you know, when I, I made it happen at Imperva, when mm. I left, all they had to do was turn it on, and they did like a month later. I worked well, hard really. for yeah. You oh. go to it now if you go to docs.imperva.com yeah. and you do a search on let's say dam. On the left-hand side, you'll see documentation or community. Click on community, and you see all community articles, right? Hmm. Um, and then if you log into their support portal, which you have to log in, um, it's even a better experience to where whenever you just start typing, you start seeing you know, stuff, you know, content. And then you could also have the experience of community or just documentations or all, and then click on it, and it will log you in directly to the community. Hmm. Um, you know, just from SSO. And so I built part of that from a community standpoint and integrated community into all of that. I will yeah, do you that. set that foundation up so they can go execute on it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when you leave a company, they do the things you want them to do. Well, we did it. It was there. <laughs> they just had to turn it on, you know, like January, they turned it on, you know. Hmm. Um, but it was just, they had to delay for whatever reasons. But, you know, it's it's that experience it's very difficult to do and it costs money and it really does take a head of person uh, person to kind of manage that you know so yeah no i agree i think i think just as a community manager i think the more we as i know we get day to day we are thinking about driving engagement increasing member activity driving membership and getting kickstarted it's a lot to think about right but just keeping our colleagues and even just you know the forefront of really what this is is driving a, a better 
customer support experience is going to drive yes. revenue and loyalty. And the better you can market that and show it as a product, it's not just an end. I mean, it, this is, trust me, this is, this helps drive value to your brand. And the quicker you realize that and, and kind of embrace it, you'll, the quicker you'll win. Um, but we should just keep that mind on those as community managers. No, I think, I think that's exactly right. And we have to, you know, unfortunately we have to drive it for whatever reason. Nobody else in the organization is thinking about this. They're just thinking <laughs> no, about, no. Well, we're just thinking about their support stuff or their academy stuff or their documentation. They're creating content just for that, you know? And, and I'm like, I'm doing that for community, but for some reason, you know, nobody seems, well, let's say this, maybe people are thinking about it, but nobody wants to own it. Right. So oh, no, that's, that's probably better stated. That's yeah. probably better stated. No one, yeah, no one wants to own it. Well, it's a good thing that you came on board. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's going to happen, dude. You'll see. Well, yeah, and I think I think what's what's. I'm sorry, I mean yell you, Mike, but I think what uh, what's cool is that sometimes you need a catalyst for someone to jump on board. And yeah, yeah, I think we're close already. We're close, mm. but first I have That's to build this community, and then May or June, I'll be talking to my boss about it to see. Might be an opportunity. You know. Let's call it an opportunity for me. <laughs> so, just like I had to tell one of one of the folks who works for me that I had to go talk to a, I had to go talk to an angry customer. I said, "I have got an opportunity of success for you." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know. uh, that's too funny. Well, Chris, I know we uh, started off talking about uh, call centers, but it it it, it all just winds up and just making sure that we have a really good support uh, function. I actually appreciate uh, you know. Walking, just kind of talking through some of that, uh, some of that process. I just it just reinvigorates a little bit of uh, what when what I'm thinking is to help my call center team is just to build a really good call abatement strategy. And we'll yeah, you got to start small, of- Michael. I mean, you know, you get these people just to write down some basic Q and A that's already you know being asked daily, and it's not put anywhere. You know, just in somebody's head. Let's put that down on paper. That's a great question. You know, how do I do this? Great. Copy that down and put the answer. Great. Copy, put answer. You know what? Now we're going to publish this to the website. And that's where you start. You know, something like yeah. that. You know? Oh, very good. So, yeah, yeah. Actually, I kind of agree with you. But as always, sir, thank you so very much for a wonderful podcast. As always, I enjoy our chit-chat. And I'm Me one too. of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And again, I'm the other host, Chris Detzel. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. All right.